We got calls. We got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet, to answer your questions. We got Hope on that side. We got Katie Canine on this side. We got we're we're here. We're here for you. Okay, and how did you how do you like all that snow <laughs> yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I stayed in, so oh, you we didn't, didn't get, we get any. Nothing. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just like <laughs> I go out this morning and do chores, and I'm like, hello. You know, I mean, it's just a dusting. You know, it's like, okay, I know, went went farther, whatever, whatever they call it. Okay, I forgot the question. What question did I ask? Do you remember something about something that goes back and forth? Oh, but there never you go. in a goes back line. and forth constantly, <laughs> but never in a straight line. Doctor Jess, any idea? No idea. No. How about you, Hope? I was thinking a boomerang, but I don't think that's correct. A uh, boomerang goes out in the back. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what goes back and forth constant, constantly, but never in a straight line? A pendulum. A pendulum that goes back and forth, back and forth, but never in a straight line. Right? Right. Oh, everybody's very quiet on that. <laughs> why, is, why is that not a straight line? What? It goes back and forth. A straight line usually, oh, well, I don't know. Don't ask me. Let's not get. Let's not overthink I, it. Yeah. Let's not overthink it. Okay, we got a we got a listener that wants. <laughs> I just read the words. I don't analyze the book. <laughs> After it comes out of my mouth, sometimes I say, "Well, that was a dumb one. I should have really read that one." But anyway, okay, we've got a uh, listener that wants to talk to you about her cats having kidney disease. Okay, you up for it? Who is yep. I can't read it where I can't read from. We have Beth. Beth, okay. Hey Beth, how you doing? Hey Katie, great. How are you? Good, good. How old's your cat? She's gonna be fifteen in March. Oh nice. So she's no spring chicken, but okay. she's not old. Okay, good, good. <laughs> um and she recently was well, my vet just told me that she's kind of in stage one, two ish kidney disease. Okay. Um she's had a lot of autoimmune things with stomatitis and the dental resorption disease. So she's had most of her teeth removed. All right. So she's, you know, always on soft food and she gets the, the Nutrisource, the Pure Vita and stuff like nice, that. Nice, But my question is this. Everything I read about kidney disease in cats says they should be on a low-protein diet. Okay. And so I'm really confused because all the cat foods like the Pure Vita and stuff, yep. I mean, this is, most of it's all high protein. Yes, so, yeah. you know, and so they want to give her the Royal Cannon, you know, kidney formula at the vet. And, yep. you know, of course, I've yep. listened to your show for thank years. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Dr. I Jess. I actually emailed you about a month ago. She was the one that got really, really sick on some food and you thought it was the shrimp. Oh, okay. Yep. That's kind of yeah. new into the, uh, into the, uh, into the cat world is shrimp. Yeah. yeah when I saw that a couple of yeah. times, you would have had the first one, I'm kind of shrimp. I had not seen that. So all of a sudden I started looking uh -huh. up and I'm like, Oh my God, now shrimp's in the cat world. So. Oh, she was so sick. I thought we were going to be at the emergency. Uh, bed, so. good. I'm anyway, glad she got yeah. better. That is excellent. Okay. Dr. Yeah. Jess, what's your thoughts on this? Um, I, I, is old school. Well, you're bouncing. Try it again. Yeah, we're the the low protein idea is old school thinking. Okay, is old school. Okay. Yeah, we don't that way. So eat. Nope, you're bouncing again. We no, we did really good the first half of the show. I don't know. I haven't moved. There you go. The okay, airways. Yeah. There you go. Okay. 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 So the low protein is old school. Yeah. So okay. even at the state veterinary conference the last couple of years, there have been lecturers who have said that 
there's just no sense in putting cats on a low-protein diet. Um, okay. And even cats in kidney failure should basically be moving towards a raw diet, which is high-protein. Okay. Right. Okay. So cats are what do cats eat in the wild. Birds and mice. I know yeah. that name. I know that. They're, I know the question. They're obligate carnivores. Yeah. Right. They yep. have no carbohydrate requirement. Uh, cats eat fresh-killed prey. That's pretty much it. Okay. Now, what about and the, the so, standard process, the renal support? How about that? I know, but wait, wait. Okay, wait. Okay. So, yeah. So, basically, there there's a couple of blood values that change when cats have kidney disease. Okay. One is the BUN, mm-hmm. blood yep. urea nitrogen, and the other one is the creatinine. Well, what is blood urea nitrogen? Is up. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. nitrogen yeah. comes from protein metabolism. And it's synthesized by the liver into blood urea nitrogen, which is how nitrogen is safely removed from the body. But when you have kidney disease, the BUN can go up because the kidneys aren't removing it effectively. Okay. Is that the, so the linear thinking is gravity? What was that, ma'am? No, no, not talking about is specific the... gravity. Okay, sorry. So I'm just just talking about BUN right now. So the okay. linear thinking is that well. The, the N in BUN is nitrogen, comes from protein metabolism. Hey, if we feed cats less protein, their, the BUN won't go as high. Okay. But unfortunately, that is like weird linear thinking that doesn't translate into how stuff actually works <laughs> in our bodies. Okay. Cats are built to eat a high-protein diet. Yep. The problem that they run into is the quality of the protein. Ah, right? Okay. So. Most cats don't even make it to 16. Why? For well, a lot of reasons, but also a big one is because people feed them dry food. Yep. And kibble is just a crime against cats. Yep. So, um, so I, I just, I don't worry about that with my uh, aging cats, with feline patients who have sub kidney insufficiency. Their kidneys aren't working perfectly, even if they're not completely in kidney failure. I will still put these cats on grain-free canned food and introduce some raw because the, the quality of the protein is what will save them. Okay. So I need to start working on raw with her then, which in the past, you know, hasn't worked too well, but maybe now that her Oh, yeah, but, but, but even, even if you just, even if you just take, um, you know, those baby ice cubes, even if you just take like a baby ice cube size blob of raw hamburger and mix that uh-huh. in with the canned food, it will improve her health. Okay. Okay. But so like I said, last them. couple of years at the state veterinary conference, lecturers have said plain as day that, um, you know, they don't recommend feeding low protein diets to cats ever. And that even cats and kidney failure can successfully transition to a raw diet. Nice. Okay. Nice. Well, that's what so, I, you so, know, that's what you guys have always talked about. And then when I, you know, I started doing all this reading, and I thought, oh, I need to get another. <laughs> there, so. There's a lot of info uh-huh. out there, so a lot of ideas, a lot of opinions. Yeah, I use yeah, common sense. There's definitely other things that you can do. There's definitely other things that you can do. So, like right now, probiotics are sort of a standard part of the treatment of kidney disease in cats. And I give her probiotics. Good. Oh, good. So, yeah. And huh. what about That's standard awesome. process? Um, standard process, you know, a lot of times I'll use, uh, for cats with kidney disease, I'll use Rena Food, which is one of their human supplements. 
It's just a nutritional supplement for the kidneys. And I it's also use Rena standard food? process. Rena food. Mm-hmm. Rena. R-E-N-A-F-O-O-D. And I also okay. use standard process Cataplex E2. Okay. So that that's oxygenator. Some of the treatments for more advanced disease in cats would be to give which is say again. You broke up. Lungs. Stop. Stop. You broke up. Say that one again. Oh, sorry. So, some of the uh, treatment for advanced kidney disease in cats would be to give an ACE inhibitor, which is a blood pressure drug, because if you mm-hmm. lower the blood pressure in the small arteries, then it's easier for blood to get to the kidneys. Oh, cool. Uh, but blood pressure drugs, they're risky. They have all sorts of side effects, whereas a nutritional supplement is safe and you just can't make any mistakes with it. So that's why I use the Cataplex E2 in cats with kidney disease. Okay. So yeah, it has she's only same. like stage one, two. So that's I wouldn't good. even consider, yeah. you know, meds at this point, I don't think. Yeah. But definitely with, with nutrition, you can help prevent the progression. There you go. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm at right now. I just want to not get to stage three. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. No. Okay. Okay. Probably, hopefully, hopefully you get this cat to 25 like my mittens was. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, most of my cats have lived to like 18-ish. Okay. So. You know, if she if I get three more years out of her, I'll be really happy. Oh, so. well, don't think think more grander. Think twenty five, and yeah. if you get twenty, you've done awesome. Okay. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the okay, call, thanks kiddo. So much. You bet. Bye bye. Bye bye. Good job. All right. Uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, there's just so much to learn about remedies and holistic and, and holistic and natural is kind of a bud, buzz word in, in many clinics or whatever. And so that's why, like I say, I just hope people start seeking out more, um, you know, it, it, to look at alternative to conventional and cause, you know, they each can learn and do well together. You know, if the, and see, usually the only time somebody tries holistic is if in the natural or in the conventional world, it keeps it been ongoing. It's become chronic and it just seems like it's not coming together. They're tired of dealing with it. Then they'll look outside the box, you know, and so, so that's why, like I said, we got to mm-hmm. get people to, you know, learn, ask and go from there. How can they get a hold of you, Dr. Jess? Uh, through my web, holistic vet care dot com. Okay, uh, let's see. What has hand? Oh no, I don't like that one. What has a mouth but can't chew? What has a mouth but can't chew? Be back. We're back. We're winding up our time with Doctor Jess. We've got one more call for her, and then we'll take the, all the other calls. We'll get to you all. So hold on, please. I greatly appreciate holding on. What has a mouth but can't chew? Um, think about it, think about it. Kind of a summary of other ones we've done is the same thing. I don't know. Dr. Jess? <laughs> um, a river? Yes, a river. A mouth that cannot chew. God, I got one right. Yay, ding, 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 ding. Okay. Okay, we got one more call <clears throat> that somebody wants to ask you about. Uh, uh, and then uh, and then we'll uh, let you go so you don't have to use your hands to keep holding things. And then uh, so you can sum up what you, uh, what you have left to sum up, and we'll let you go so we can get to the other callers. But first, let's talk to Julie's question about vets. Okay. Hey, Julie, how you doing? 
Hi, good. Thanks for taking my call. Well, thanks for uh, sure. asking or calling. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've been listening about the cats and what you're talking about, the renal yep. problem. Yep. So I heard what you said about getting them to raw food. Yep. So why then do the vets give me prescription food to feed them? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Because <laughs> they don't like it. They prefer to eat canned food over that stuff. You got it. You got it. So, Dr. Jess, okay. what's your thoughts on that? You're a vet. Um, well, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's where, you know, that that's how vet schools are funded. Um, <laughs> when I was in vet school, we got food either for free or literally dirt cheap. <laughs> from Purina, Iams, and Science Diet. Yep. And so that's what we all fed our pets for four okay. years. Yep. And so, you know, that's kind of how veterinarians learn about feeding. Um, my dog and cat nutrition classes were taught by a vet from Science Diet. <laughs> uh, and wow. so, you know, it, it's just, that's kind of, you know, how people are educated and um, everybody just comes out kind of learning the same old thing. And unless you go looking for alternatives or unless you wake up one day and think, gosh, you know, what would my cat eat if they're, they're out in the wild? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, then this, this kind of thing is just never going to filter down. Right. Wow. And so I've been buying the, the prescription food. Right, which is outrageously priced. watching my older cats lose weight and yep. the bones. So I got rid of that and just went back to feeding them. Okay. Canned food and then trying to find dry food with the lowest protein. No, don't I get no dry. Look for that. Yeah, no dry food whatsoever. Right. Well, I've been getting, right. making it wet, like what you no. say. No, yeah, but still, no, that's different. Yeah, it's it's just too high carbohydrate yep. for cats. Yep. Okay. That, that's so the problem with dry food. Canned food. Yep. You want the grain-free, yep. canned, and raw, or freeze-dried, wet, you know, type things. So, okay. I've even used some of my dogs raw for my cats once in a while. Okay, oh, and then sure. and then like that's, what? That's not going to hurt them, right? And then like if I make it hamburgers, Will hates this. That's why I can't make hamburgers when he's around, because you know all of a sudden I got a cat and two dogs. Like and ours is coming when, you know. So I'll take a glob, <laughs> you know, and go put one in each dish, you know, so they can get there and then come back to make them. And so that's what you want to do. And cats take change hard. But see, that's what you got to remember, though, is, you know, the vets are great at, uh, at always and diseases and such like that. And so are our medical doctors. But both uh, the medical sides on the humans and the animal sides, they don't know good nutrition. They just are plopped here, book here. They don't they spent all their time, you know, learning about diseases and blah, blah, blah. Just think of all the species they've got to know about. I mean, there's a lot of learning to be done to become a vet. <laughs> yeah. And so the thing is, is that, you know, nutrition is like whatever you said fine feed this i'm here the vets are trusting that the companies know what they're doing <laughs> because yeah, they haven't well, looked right they haven't about not feeding it to them anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> right i mean honest honestly that that's what we were taught in school we were taught that the pet food companies have done all the work for us and as long as it's set on the bag 100 percent complete and balanced yeah, you know, like what else did you want? Yes, yeah. I'm telling yep. you, it's a hundred percent complete and balanced. Yeah, and so, so that, we were taught not to question. Yep. Yeah. And so that's why until you start seeing the system failing, like dry food with cats and then renal problems and such, then people start looking for, you know, outside the box. And then just as you're calling and talking to, you know, holistic vet, Dr. Jessica, and, uh, and, you know, then you start going, you're reading on your cat, 
by Hodgkins is the Bible for all cat owners. That will explain a lot of different, uh, you know, health problems with cat and then do a raw, do a grain free, you know, and, and a can, no dry food whatsoever. So, okay. you know, so that's the thing. Though, yeah. Is that, and, and, and you don't, you don't have to finish your cat to a hundred percent raw diet because no. some people they're like, that's insurmountable. I there's like, they won't eat it. I don't know how to do it. It's right. not going to work. Right. But even if you get, um, even if you put a little bit of raw food, and that's why a lot of times I'll suggest hamburger because it's cheap. Yep. You know, you're not going to be in for a whole bunch of money only to find out that your cat won't eat it. Right. And then you can um, make a hamburger for yourself. <laughs> yeah. So if you just add even like, you know, start with a half a teaspoon. Yep. And just try mixing it in with the canned food every day and kind of see what you get out of it. When I had when I rescued cats that are carb addicted, I had to get them swung over. What I would do is literally take a a size of a pencil eraser and mm-hmm. I'd drop it on the floor. The cat would come up. Cats don't chew technically. What they do is they lick. They lick their food. Okay. And so they, you know, and the nose is there and all of a sudden they're just that one little dollop. All of a sudden they're lick it and it's gone. It's like, yay, ate it. You know what I mean? Just little things like that. And all of a sudden yeah. you can give big pieces and you know, it's just, it's, it's evolves is what it does. And so yeah, that's what. Eat mm-hmm. some of the frozen rabbit that I get, the rabbit. Excellent. Pellets, which is raw. So they'll eat some of that. Great. Great. Oh, perfect. Okay. So yeah. So just, uh, just hang in there and like I say, be your own advocate for your animal. You know, look around. There's a lot of resources out there and, uh, you know, use common sense and uh, and go forth and learn because that's what our animals need from us is not to be a drone when it comes to nutrition from the vets, okay? Yeah, well, that's great information. I appreciate it. Hey, no well, problem. Okay, go, go raw on now. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thank Th- Katie. Thank you. Thank Take care. You. Bye-bye. Okay, Dr. Jess, what would you like to sum up our time with you today with? Oh, you know, it's been great chatting with you. It's turning into a long winter, as usual. Oh, yes, yes, I know. How many jigsaw puzzles have you done? (laughs) Huh? How many jigsaw puzzles have you done? Like a million. (laughs) (laughs) I just just went and got more today because we're on our last one. Now, where are you getting them? (laughs) I just go to Barnes & Noble. Oh, do, oh, you will get, oh, because I know at the uh, used stores, man, you can't find them. And the ones you do find are so ugly. And there's no way I'm sitting right? putting that together. <laughs> right. And all, and all it takes is you put together one cheap puzzle with flimsy pieces. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah. I know it. Yeah. I know it. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to share your wisdom and knowledge and just open people's eyes in different ways to think, you know, outside the box of how they can help their dogs and cats. And so once again, how can they get a hold of you uh, through my website holistic-vet-care.com all right well i'll be talking to you soon personally and then puzzle on for the night yep. okay? okay all right thanks for having me you bet take care bye-bye yeah dr jess she's awesome she's awesome so hopefully like i say we can uh, yeah you, all we can do is present you know and you and then you have to make choices you know the three words that vets hate is katie canine says Okay, no, I don't, yes, I say, but my job is to dangle the carrot in front of you, 
get you to open new doors, to get new input, to make decisions that you're comfortable with, all right? Because if you just say, Katie K9 says, well, that tells me that you didn't do your due diligence. You didn't go online and read or pick up books that I suggested and read and then sort it out in your head and then be comfortable with the decisions that you want to make. Okay, that's the whole job. I'm technically a teacher, folks, okay? Yeah, whereas I'm trying to teach you to go outside the box. There's a lot of input put out there. And it, it's cool. Now, I had a gal uh, that emailed me this week. And it's called, oh, good grief. I can't believe for, I forgot it. It's pretty simple. Maybe if you're listening, the pooches is how to feed raw, a real easy way. And what was so cool about it is that this gal was a vegan. And so somebody turned her out of this website. She said she thought never in a million years would she ever do this for her dog. But this site turned her in a different light. And so here she is, a vegan, doing a raw diet for a dog. So, But his pooch is something for the life of me. I can't think of it. Oh, well. So hold on. We got callers on the line. We're going to get to you finally. <clears throat> okay. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, geez, geez, geez. Oh, we'll be back. All righty, then. We've had patient callers holding on. During the break, I'd kind of sit here and just read the Nutrisource uh, brochure. The uh, NutrisourcePetFoods.com. they got so many foods to rotate with. I sure hope you'd go to them. they got a brand new look, a fresh new look. Just very calm, subtle. I really like the new look. The other look was kind of busy. And this is just a very comfortable thing. But there's so much for dogs and cat foods, canned food, dry foods. Go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Also, I, I want to thank them for being a sponsor of the show. Also, I want to thank John from PetCremationMN.com. I've worked with John quite a few times at Pet Cremation. And uh, you talk about an awesome person and an awesome company. And yeah. I know there are a lot of people that are getting uh, puppies or another dog because they've got older dogs that are, you know, mm-hmm. and the thought of just, you know, there is no dog. And so then when the time comes, I can't stress enough, folks, have your ducks in a row where as it comes, whereas you need, because John, they provide, they will come out to the house and do in-home euthanasia. Okay. Uh, and if, let's say the dog or the cat or any animal dies during the night, you give them a call, they'll come pick them up. Or let's say, uh, uh, you bring them to the vet and something happens. Okay, the vet, they all just kind of shove them to wherever they need to be. Nope, you just call John. John and his staff will go pick them up at your vet. Wow. Okay, no, and he's, they've got three different ways. Or, or, uh, pro, uh, what do you want? Because everything is so expensive. And he's sure. learned, same with me, you know, that you know people want it, but, you know, it's then the budget, even though you don't want one money to be a part of it, but you know what I mean? But John will work with you. He's awesome. That's and they, great. They, yeah, they've got great earns. They're just a great guy, great company. So that's PetCremationMN.com. Good old John. Thank you for sponsoring the KDK9 show. Okay, let's head out for the patient people that have been waiting. Yes, we have Kathy, and she needs help getting her cat adjusted to their new home. Okay. Hi, Kathy. How you doing? Fine. Good. How old's your cat? Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Any other cats, dogs, anything? Nope. Uh, a hamster, but... Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so what's going on? What is the cat doing that is... Uh, how, long have, how long has this been? It's, it's just been... A, uh, it's a brand new house. Brand new house. So how long has the cat been in it? Maybe a couple of days. Oh, two days. Okay. Well, that's very new. Okay. So, what's going on? She, I don't. She thinks that she, she thinks she's a male cat. Okay. 
So she thinks she's spraying things. Okay. Oh yeah, she's called stress. <laughs> what you? What are you giving her free roam of the house, or what are you doing? Yes. Okay, yes. don't do that. Do it in baby steps, all right? Okay. So, okay, so like uh, take a room, whether it's a bedroom that you're not using or whatever type thing, you know, feed and put, feed her in there and put her litter box in there. And so then you put her in there and just, so that's her space, all right? And so then okay. like if you're going to be out and about, you know, sitting on the couch, go pick her up, bring her over to you, you know, sit down and play. And then she can, if she wants to go, as long as she's kind of around you, you know, she can go investigate. Uh, another thing, you might want to put her in a kennel, you know, like a bigger kennel, or not, you may not big kennel but that I have, one I, her cat carrier is a, is a uh for a huge dog okay even though she's a little cat okay okay you do that let's say you're sitting watching tv put her in the kennel so she can get used to the sounds the smells and you're not chasing her around the house to see what's going on you know type thing let her just kind of slowly warm up if you're in the kitchen bring the kennel into the kitchen so now she's not running around peeing on stuff okay but yet she's a part she's not being alienated and so then, like, I would give her at least two weeks that you can, like, if you, uh, you know, you take her out of that room, I know, uh, and that that you're going to see her be more comfortable, all right? You know, she's going to be more apt, instead of going investigating, she's going to be more apt to following you and being around you, all right? Well, she does anyway. <laughs> okay, okay, good. But, yeah, so, the, but if she's marking on stuff, then they, she's kind of stressed and stuff like that. The big thing that I worry when people move into new homes and have a cat what, look in your laundry room or some closet. Sometimes the rafters are not blocked off, and the cats get into the ductwork or like between the floor and the ceiling, or the floor, you know what I mean, and the ductwork, and they go get caught in there. So make sure that you, because music cats, when they're stressed, they look for high, high places. Okay, uh, yeah. uh, and so that's right. So go look in your laundry room and some closets. Just make sure that there's no opening where the d- cat can get up in and then go between like the ductwork and the flooring or even get into the ductwork per se. Cats do weird things, okay? And so, boy, they get into that weird place. So just take, you know, blankets or whatever and stuff them in if there's anything that's opening. All right. Okay. Okay, but that's the whole thing. Just put her in that kennel and just talk to her like you're, you know, and then like let her be out a little bit, pat her, put her back in. But right now, I would designate, or if you want to leave that, leave her in the kennel in your bedroom when you're sleeping at night, instead of putting her in a room by yourself. You know, it's totally up yourself. Just kind of, you don't want to stress her out more. Like if you're going to go to, are you going to work at all or what? Yeah, but my husband's home. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so just do baby steps here, and hopefully within two weeks, the cat will be just very calm, and now she can have run of her whole new house, okay? Okay, thank oh, you. Okay, and then also, too, you could do is put some treats, um, you know, like take, uh, 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 whatever you call it, Nutrisource has jerky treats that I love to give to the cat because it's just meat. You know, and that there's no yuckies in it. And so what you could do is put, uh, you know, one treat over in a corner or whatever. Have her look for things. So, you know, Chief, there's like little treats, you know, throughout the house. Just little pieces. Don't be giving them the whole thing, okay? No, I don't want to eat such. There you go. There you go. Okay. Well, good luck and, and, and congratulations on the new home. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Yeah, people don't realize that, and that's happened a couple times. People have called me, and the cat has gotten up into the ductwork or that. You know, be, I, you know what I'm talking about, the space? Like, it especially happens in the laundry room. They don't, you know, fill it in yeah. in a basement. Sure, okay, yes. Yeah, and so that's why, and see, my husband loves, <laughs> I'm going to kick him out of the bus. <laughs> okay, for some reason, he's got a thing about buying jeans, okay? 
every time he goes to Fleet Farm or K- well, it used to be Kmart. Okay, Walmart. Right. Yeah. Okay, he gets jeans. He has lots. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps them in the plastic bags and he stuffs them up into the rafters. And this is a couple years ago. I said, I wonder how many jeans he's got. So when he went to bed, I'm pulling out bag after bag after bag. I mean, he's got them stuffed in there. Oh, funny. Yeah. So after by the time I got done pulling them out and counting them, he had 39 pairs stuffed up there. Okay, now this is a man that wears the same pair of jeans and the same <laughs> j- j- shirt every single solitary day. Every night, he, every night he washes them, throws them into the dryer. Every morning before he gets dressed, he tumbles it so it's nice and warm. Yeah. And he puts out his... So he's not even getting to the other pair of jeans. That's what I mean. <laughs> but you have your, your boxes, you know, so... <laughs> that we were talking well, about last week. Technically, I have my hooded sweatshirt. This oh, is what that I got. Too. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, so I mean, he's got the those rafters just stuffed with those jeans that are to be... I said, who are you going to leave them to? You know, so where should that be in the will? Who gets your jeans? Right. <laughs> so anyway, okay, next... Yes, we have Deanna, and I believe she said she has two dogs marking in the house. Two dogs. Well, lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of puppers do you got? Hi, Katie. Hi. Um, Thanks so much for taking my call. I actually have three dogs. Three Um, dogs. Two of them, the two males that I am struggling with, are the our Blue Healer Aussie mixes. Okay, how old? Um, the older one is five, and the puppy. um, I'm sorry will be five, and the pup is um, a little over two, almost two and a half. Okay, okay. And then there's a female, um, the third one a female? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. she's, uh, she's a female, and um, she's also five, and okay. she's a Australian Shepherd. So Okay, okay, so what's going on? So um, it's been going on for a while, and it's with the two males. They have a couple of spots that they like to mark. Um and typically, this happens when I'm not home and the husband is home with them. When when I when the when everyone is gone, we put them in the mudroom. They've got beds in there, and they just you know they're confined to that space. Okay. So it happens when he's home. Um, a lot of times, you know, sometimes he'll put them in the mudroom. Many times they're just outside with him. Okay. Um, but you know, sometimes they'll come inside and lay down. Right. And um, it happened. Friday night, and again, I wasn't home, and um, I think he was, you know, he wasn't in the room with them, but um, I, we have a ring camera so I can watch them, and I went back and I watched, Okay. and the older male um, actually was sniffing the female, and, you know, kind of checking her out, and checking out her business, and then literally took like two steps, went to his spot on the corner of the couch, and marked. Ah. So he's been marking for a for a long time before we even brought the second male pup in, which, in the house, right. which probably in hindsight wasn't my best decision. Probably yeah. female. <laughs> okay. Um, lesson learned. I'll never do there that. There you go. Well, we all but, have lessons to learn in life. <laughs> please, I tell you. Um, so, and then today it happened again with my husband in the kitchen. He had just given them a treat, do, 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 treat, treat, treat. And then the younger pup goes over to, the dining room table lifts his leg and pees right in front of him. Now, again, 
This has never happened to me. It's almost like I think they get mad when I leave. No, no, that's a human emotion. That's a human emotion. But the thing is, is that you may be the leader of the pack, and they're not going to piss you off. And so what I, happens is that they th- see your your husband as kind of like the yeah whatever you know person. We don't have to follow the lead there. <laughs> uh huh. Yep, honey, you're the yeah whatever person. They don't have to follow your yeah, lead. A, uh, and I would definitely agree with you. I've done all of the training. I've actually quite a few years ago we brought an Aussie out to you as a. A pop, it's probably been almost 15 years oh, wow. out to your place in Hugo and trained okay. with you out there. Cool. But I'm the one who does the training. I'm the one who, when they are pups and potty training, right. putting them on leashes, I'm the one that is taking them on walks. Um, he certainly helps, you know, taking them out, putting them in. I'm the one who t- typically feeds them. So I think you're right. They definitely probably do see me as the leader. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know. Okay, a couple I mean, questions. Is everybody fixed? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Okay, now when you say they, they go over to the corner, now are they relieving themselves or is yes. that a drop? Oh, no. No, no. They're peeing. Okay, that is not a marking problem. <laughs> that is a potty problem. A marking problem is a quick spritz or a couple drops. That's a marking problem. When they go and relieve themselves, it's just, nope, I think I'm going to go over here and put it right there is what I'm going to do. Okay, so that is not a marking problem. So that's why something is a muck here. How often do you think it happens in a week? Mm, I would say maybe once or twice. I mean, it, it doesn't happen daily. Okay, good. I mean, good. I, you know, I'm fortunately working from home, so I can go all week and it doesn't happen. Okay, good. Yeah, well, that's a relieving problem. Okay, you want to hold on to that thought. We'll come back and we're going to discuss. Uh, what's going on here in that dog's head? Okay, let's see. Why? What did the digital clock say to his mother? What did the digital clock say to his mother? We'll be back. Oh, good song, good song. Not too many good songs come on the, for the bumpers, you know, because you know I'm the country western buff, the old fifties and sixties. That's yeah. a very good song. It is. Okay, what did the digital clock say to his mom? I don't know. Look, Mom, no hands. Oh, cute. There yes. you go. Okay, <laughs> look, Mom, no hands. Okay, because I'm still going to get to you, folks, so still but hang on and then make sure you uh, do the podcast, too, because I'm going to talk about over ex- over ball throwing, over-exercising, too many walks, too long a walks, how, what, it, you got to really think about this, okay? So let's go back to the phone lines, and then we'll get to over-exercising. All right, we have okay, Deanna. Hey, hey, Deanna, how you doing? Okay, good, so good. so now, like I said, if they're truly relieving themselves, it's not marking. Okay, when your dog marks, it's a quick leg up, leg down. So the thing is, is that what are you cleaning it up with? You said it's in the same spot, correct? Uh, yep, they typically go uh, on the corner of the couch, and then I have like a wooden banister to go downstairs. Like, okay. Like right on those corners. So, so what do you clean it up with? Well, I have Nature's Miracle nope. that I use. Nope. Okay. Okay, what you're going to do is get Anti-Icky Poo. Anti-Icky Poo? Yep, love that company. Sure wish they'd advertise on my show. I would love to be able to say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> but Anti-Icky Poo is what it is, is that it's a natural enzyme that changes the chemical mm-hmm. compo- compound of the urine. 
All right. Okay. Nature America, like 20 years ago, was a good product. Not so much. Okay. When the brothers split up, the one brother took the true recipe with them. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. okay. So that's why anti-icky poo is the best stuff that's on the market. All right. It's okay. expensive and there's a reason because it works. It works. Okay. All right. I'm, you know what? It's like, I, you know, I want to, I need to redo my hardware floor. Like, yeah. I can't do that until we've got this right. problem. Okay. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. And then the other thing that you could do, if it's, if it's in the exact same spot, two things where the, where the chair is or the couch that they're, they're whizzing on, mm-hmm. um, you can take and, well, now plexiglass is probably $89 a sheet. I don't know. Create, <laughs> a, you know, a, a, like a, a wedge mm-hmm. so that that will be on that couch. It's not going to make a fashion statement right now, but the thing is, at least you can't nail the couch. Get at it. Okay? Yeah. Okay, make mm-hmm. some kind of wedge where they're zinging, you know, whiz, you know, whizzing on. So, or you move a piece of furniture so they can't get to it. Change it after you've treated yeah. No, if you have any, no, do you have any carpet this has been going into? Yeah. Yep, okay. Sure then, what you, then what you want to do is take a syringe and inject the anti-icky poo into the carpet. All right. Okay. Because a lot of times people surface clean it, but yep, it, it has exactly. soaked down through and it's caught mm-hmm. between the pads and the floor. And so that with the dog's high senses, they can mm-hmm. smell it still they there. It's like, oh, this is where it, I'm yeah. going. So that's right. why I take it and inject it into the carpet mm-hmm. areas. And so then hopefully that will get that out of there. And so okay. you, you don't need a lot. Everybody thinks they got to like take up, you know, you know, gobs of it. And so I had one house, uh, one guy that bought a house. He's a house flipper. And he says, this stuff really work? He said, yeah. He says, I'm, I got in, I can get a cat hoarder's house for mm-hmm. nothing. But yeah. the stench is terrible. So yeah. I said, well, I said, try and buy a buddy gallons, do one room, see what you think. Buy Jiminy Christmas. He bought the house for just a ding. You know, anti-icky poo, the whole house, flipped it like he says it was the most profitable house he ever got. Because that, because that's when I, something can take care of cat urine, yeah, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. so that's what I would do is make sure that they can't get to it, treat it properly. Otherwise, you can put belly bands on them. Okay, mm-hmm. but the thing yeah. is, is that no, that is not truly marketing. It is whiz, you know. I mean, I'm going potty. It's either what was in their head at the time. Who knows? Okay, but right. for some reason, yeah. I mean, they like today. My husband said that they literally were outside for half an hour running around. They came in. He was in here, gave them a treat, and the one dog walked over and went. Yeah, you know, yep. some, sometimes I will say, you know, that it is a little bit. But I mean, I've cleaned up. I'm cleaning up stains that are bigger than a dollar bill. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. a quick little Right, right. And so that's what we got to yeah. do. And then you got to pay attention. If you have to put the dogs for the next two leash on a, uh, next two weeks mm-hmm. on a leash, don't mm-hmm. give them opportunity to get to that place. I know. That they're going to be in the same room as you or they're in the mudroom or outside. Don't give them access. So change it up and hopefully and clean it up and hopefully we can get it to everything will work right. Okay? All right. Well, I'm going to order the anti-icky poo and Anti-icky I'll circle back to you in a couple oh, weeks. Please do. I, I appreciate I it. Take care. Bye bye. Right. Thanks so much. You bet. Okay. Now, uh, hopefully, I, I'm going to talk real fast. <laughs> People over exercising their dogs. You know, you, you think of it from the dog's point of view. Okay. Is that, okay, they want to please us. So we whip the ball because we want to tire them out so that we don't have to, when they come in the house, they're going to be calm. So we whip the ball. The dog runs 100 miles an hour down there, hits stops, okay, pivots pushes off their hips and the ACLs to come 100 miles back to us, okay? So now the thing is, is that, oh, look how much the dog loves this. And we pitch it, and we pitch it, and we pitch it, and we pitch it. Okay, dogs' joints don't seal until two years. Now, in under two years old, the most pitching at one time you should do is three. Throw it once, 
Throw it twice. Throw it three times. Stop. Stop once. Stop after two. Stop after three. And then move on to something else. Um, And then people create ball compulsiveness. They're thinking that, hey, look how much the dog loves this. He's just like, okay, give it to me. Give it to me. Would you want somebody to teach you a compulsive disorder? No. <laughs> but that's what people do with their dogs is they do teach this because as they get, oh, you ready to play ball? You ready to play ball? Come on, let's go. Now remember, our dogs want to please us. Okay, so now when you're a youngster, just like you know what I was at one time, <laughs> you know, that you're more agile and such like that. But if my joints aren't sealed, that hard running, that fast stop, that pivot, that power off is damaging those growth plates. And you're going to have a dog that's going to be high uh, susceptible to early arthritis. Now you got a gimpy dog. And everybody says, oh, but my dog loves it. And we love seeing our dog be happy. The better thing to see your dog be happy is to do brain teasers, tricks. Uh, People want to go on 10-mile walks. Okay, that's a long, steady beat for a dog. And so dogs that are under two years old, let's say five months old, five blocks, six months old, six blocks. But, uh, and then that's six, three out and three back. You want to do shorter walks, you know, and Mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, shorter, more walks, but shorter times until the joints seal at two years old. But this ball pitching, I can tell right away in class when we're doing a stay, I come in and bounce the ball once and I can see who's a ball compulsive disorder. Mm. The dog, the whole world stops. And all right. the dogs, give me the ball. Okay, so what you're doing is you are messing with, it'd be just like me. Okay, I love Oreo cookies. Okay, and my mom had to get get a thrill out of whipping a cookie out for me and seeing me run and get it at, <laughs> for a top speed, slam on brake brakes, pick it up, race back with everything I got to, so that, and then say, see, I got the cookie. Now, can I eat it? Okay, now we don't want the dogs to be, uh, eat the ball. But what the thing is, is that you're building that compulsive disorder and the dogs want to please us, but you're wrecking their skeletons. And then people continue. The dog gets four years old, five years old. The dog is, in tr- is trying to go out as fast as they used to. And then you say, you have the balls to say, well, the dog just doesn't run like he used to. I mean, he's only five or four. Well, 10 to 1, you got him too fat. And that's going to blow out ACLs and hips and such like that. And now you still want him to chase the ball. So my, if you've got a ball compulsive disorder dog, what I want you to do is pitch the ball and it goes away for a year. And you're just going to throw other things for your dog to get and lob it. Don't whip it. Those chuck balls, those chuckets. Yes. Oh, drives me insane. Mm. I wish I had like an arrow that when I see one throw come back, that I could you know pull back my arrow and, and just like saw it in half. <laughs> <laughs> so the ball lines up on the ground and not pitched out because we way over exercise mm. our dogs because it, it makes us happy. Well, it doesn't make me happy. Drives me over the edge because I understand the dog. The dogs in the wild aren't playing fetch okay they're hanging out they're licking each other they're eating they're rolling they're looking to each other for you know at pleasantness dogs rather spend time directly with us looking at us you know teaching the the the, uh, you know obedience gets really redundant after a while you know teach new things new words name all the toys put put the toys in different rooms and have them find the pinky dog and such like that to me that's what makes me happy not seeing a dog go 100 miles an hour slamming on the brake 
mistakes, okay? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah. picking up and just think of the structural, what that does to the structural, just like uh, the gymnasts, you know, how they're they're, they're flipping and, and they're pounding their joints and their joints aren't sealed yet. And then as they are older, guess what? They're having all these surgeries to repair the joints oh, they yeah. damaged when they were young. Yeah. Well, folks, we're not lucky enough to have our dogs long enough that we wreck their joints early years all right so then by seven eight years old they're gimping or nine ten now had you not been a throw a holic <laughs> your dog might be walking really nice with you on the walks you know until they're 12 13 gilligan he's 13 years old you know 10 pounds he doesn't have a gitch in his giddy up but i don't i'll lob a stuffed toy he runs and gets it and throws it in the air and then he comes back and yay you yay you you know and then i'll put it put it down the on he goes you know i lob it but i have never pitched a ball for him never so if any of you guys want to uh discuss this further you can call me up at katie's canine go to my talk 1071.com go to my show page catch the podcast catch uh my links to my katie canine facebook page has a lot of good information my katie canine website can't thank you enough for taking the afternoon and sharing me sharing with me and uh, thank you hope and then the greatest show other than mine but coming up well no all the shows on my family is good but i love the next show too dishing up nutrition you guys have a great week 2-1-0-7-1.